Amen. Bring you greetings from the whole Scandinavian countries. Tonight, with God's help, I would like to take my text from Romans chapter 13. I would like to read from verse 11 through to 14. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the hammer of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in trembling and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lost thereof. You know, this text sums camp meeting 2023 up to now for me. And it brings to mind my experience in 1994. I was in University of Lagos. That year, I had an hodge in my soul. The Lord arrested me right on the campus. And the Lord made me feel that was my year. That if I fail at that camp meeting, which was ongoing at the time, to get saved, I may miss it forever. Knowing the time. I have no doubt in my mind that tonight is the time for many of you sitting here, but you've got to know the time. The very first line, knowing the time, actually caught my attention. And I was wondering, the hour of the day, the minute, no. The season that we are living in. Knowing the time is about understanding. The circumstance, understanding what's going on around us. And taking the right action. Knowing what is required. You know, I work in technology. Everyone has been talking about AI. I can talk to you about that after this. But I want to tell you one thing. What Paul was saying to the Roman, uh, to the Roman church here is that they need to develop spiritual intelligence. That's what we need. Spiritual intelligence to know the time and the season that we are living in. We are in the last hour of this hurt as we know it. We are living in the very last minutes. You look at everything that is written in the scriptures that the Lord has told us is going to happen. Before Jesus comes back. 
Haven't they all happened? But what is Paul saying here? He said, they should awake out of sleep. Sleep is a dangerous thing. You know, when you are asleep, you don't know what's going on around you. Sleep is a state of inactive. We are not alert. We are not vigilant. We are not attentive. We are not watchful when we are asleep. You know, it's very easy for us to be in the state of sleep. It's easy for us to get used to what's going on around us today. It's very easy to get numb. You know, I've, we've said a lot of things about gender neutrality and all the rest of it in this camp meeting. You know what? These days, it's very easy because your office says that is the policy, you just go with it. It's very easy because you go about, people ask all this, I'm just going to do my part. And you just live with it. It's very easy for us not to actually pay close attention to what's going on and relate it to the word of God and see that, stop a minute. I'm just going with the flow here. I am not conscious that the Lord is going to come at any point in time. You think about that. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians says, Therefore, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. We need to redeem the time. We need to wake up. All of us. Everyone in here. What do I mean? The Lord is going to come really soon. We need to redeem the time. We can't continue to sleep. We can't continue to pretend. As if everything is normal. You know in the days of Noah. The Bible says they wake up in the morning, they go about their normal businesses, they were given out in marriage, they were taken up in marriage, and they didn't know until the flood came. The whole world was sleeping. Only Noah and his family were awake to the time. The whole world is still sleeping today. What does it mean to be awake? It means that we should have the spiritual intelligence to be conscious and to know what's going on around us and relate it to the word of God and then take the right action. Knowledge without action is nothing. You know, as a sinner, you need to have the consciousness that you are a sinner. If you don't have that consciousness, you cannot pray through to salvation because you don't see what is wrong with you. So once you have that consciousness that your life is not in line with the word of God, then you seek God. 
And I tell you what, the moment you seek God and you establish a relationship with God through the salvation of your soul, you develop the intelligence to study. After you study the word of God, you know what's going on. God opens your eyes to see what you've not been seeing before. You know, you think about the time we're living in. There are so many scriptures that we've heard in this camp meeting, so I'm not going to read all of them. But one thing came to my mind, and that is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. And he said in there that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Please pay attention to all the things that are listed in, those, in that passage. He said, men shall be lovers of their own selves. Check around you. Isn't that the case? They will be covetous. They will be boasters. You know, even in school today, they teach us to be boasters. We are told to build yourself up. Nobody's going to job interview and appears to say, well, I don't know this. You want to talk about all the good stuff you have. And if care is not taken, you take it over the edge. Proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, Heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You know, you can pick any of these words and just examine it and say, actually, it's as if these texts are written for our time. When you think about having a form of godliness without the power thereof, there are so many religions out there. You know, my son, we had a conversation just a few weeks ago, and he he drives with me when I drive to work, so I drop him off at school, and um, he knows that I listen to podcasts, so I didn't realize that he's picked up on that and he's listening to podcasts. And he said, I listened to something on the podcast and I stopped to say, actually, no, that's not right. That is not right. And when when we're driving back, he said, Dad, I I listened to this podcast. This guy sounds very good, but he said something. And I said, no, that's not what the Bible said. Oh, the joy that thrilled my heart that he could know the difference. We've got to know the difference. There are so many religions out there, but many of them are denying the power of God. You think about sleeping. I think about the church of Laodicea. What did the Bible say? It said they were lukewarm. You know, it's very easy for us to become lukewarm. We come to church, just do our beat and we go home. God said he's going to spool them out. We only do what we can. We do the bare minimum. You know, when it comes to some of us, we've developed the habit of, I only do one service a week is enough for me. 
just come to church Sunday morning, that's good. Each other service that you are not there, the enemy will give you something to do. Each service, each prayer meeting, each Bible study that you are not there. Think about it. You intentionally did not go. Not because it is unavoidable. The enemy will give you something else to do. And all he's after is your soul. You know, we have a wood burner in our house. And during winter when I put the wood on, I love the crackling of the fire. When I put it on, and uh, the easiest way for me to disperse that fire is to separate the wood. Take the wood out. You see the coal go down. That's what happens when you take yourself out from fellowshipping with the people of God. You become cold. You become lukewarm. What does the Bible say? God said, because the church of Laodicea were neither hot nor cold, he said he would spool them out of his mouth. May the Lord not spool us out. May the Lord help us. You know, I think about all these things. The Bible instructs us to provoke one another to good works. How can we do that if you are not there? How can we do that if I am not there? How can I catch the fire when I'm not there, when you are not there? The Lord will help all of us. All that the enemy of our soul wants us to do is to put off being near the fire. And what happens? The farther you are away from the warmth of the fire, the colder you get. And the colder you get, the easier it is for you to fall asleep. And when you fall asleep, you don't know what's going on around you. You know what the Bible says? It says the servant that knows the will of his master and fails to do it will be beaten with many stripes. That's what we have in Luke 12, 47. You know, there are many of us, young people, even adults, you were born in the church. It's become norm for you to come here and hear the message of salvation day in, day out. It doesn't move you anymore. There are many that comes to church and just come in and go out. I was in that state and I know how it felt. I was brought into this church when I was 13. Yes, I got saved as a teenager, but then it got to a point that it became numb. But thank God, at 21, the Lord cornered me up and I cried my eyes out. You know, that day when the Lord arrested me in the university, I went to the, I went to the camp meeting. I called a few of my friends. I said, look guys, this is it. If we don't get saved now, Jesus is going to come and we'll miss it. Oh, I thank God for that night. It's August 26th. I will not forget it. 
And I went into the church and I knelt down in a corner. I told my friend, I said, you kneel here because if we kneel down together, we're not going to pray. You kneel in this side, I will go to the other side and let's seek God. And I remember, I know the time very well because when I lifted my eyes up, it was 1.45 a.m. in the morning. And the joy of heaven filled my heart. And I ran to my friend and I said, wake up! And he was sleeping. Oh, I caught the glimpse of heaven. You can catch the glimpse of heaven tonight. All you need to do is to wake up. Have you been saved many years and you are sitting on that? It's time to wake up. Tonight is your night to get sanctified. Have you been sanctified and you are sitting on that for many years? Tonight is the night for you to receive the baptism. All you need to do is consecrate yourself. Tell the Lord, I am all yours. Why? We need to wake up. Or you've actually got your Christian experiences. And you're still sitting there. Just doing the bare minimum. That's what the enemy wants you to do. Just the bare minimum. You've got your Christian experiences. That's okay. You just live on that. God wants you and me to wake up. Wake up to the reality. The Lord is going to come. There is nothing we can do to stop that. So you better prepare and put yourself in line. I better prepare and put myself in line because it's going to come. Is there something that you need to take care of? An issue that you need to resolve? A restitution that you need to make? A consecration that you need to make? Stop putting it off. Tonight is the night. Settle it with the Lord. And it will do amazing things for you. I think about why is it important for us to wake up. That text we read says now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. What salvation? Our ultimate salvation. Oh, the time that will be let loose. The time that gravity will lose its hold on us. That time when the sky will burst open. That time when the Lord will appear. That time when the grave will burst open. That time when the dead in Christ shall rise up. That time is near. That's the reason. We don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You know, this whole camp meeting will be a waste. If you miss it. If I miss it. This whole point. Think about the cost. Think about the effort. Think about the end. Think about everything that is taken. To put this together. Just for you. Just for me. We need to wake up. Tonight, let's wake up. Let's speak to ourselves and say, enough is enough. Enough of sitting on the borderline. Bible says, Blessed are those servants whom whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. 
Verily I say unto unto you, that he shall gather himself, make them to sit down at meat, and he will come forth and serve them. If he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. My question tonight, if the Lord comes tonight, will he find you watching? Or will he find you sleeping? The choice is yours. The choice is mine. But one thing I do know is that if you come to this altar of prayers tonight, the fire of heaven will fall. That I am sure of. If you come to this altar of prayers tonight, you will experience God. These altars are open for prayers. The closing song is 52.